just a kind of new era and you know we got to figure our way through it and adapt and that's uh that's kind of life you know those dinosaurs didn't adapt very well that's why they're not around anymore so i don't want to be a dinosaur we're going to keep figuring it out and uh navigating this new uh atmosphere and we're back you're listening to fcs nation on the palmetta radio network very pleased to be joined by mr jason Eck, head football coach University of Idaho Vandals. Coach Eck, thanks for making the time. We feel like you're uniquely qualified to talk about this FCS title game. You were an OC for the Jackrabbits. You played Montana real tough this year. What kind of ball game are you expecting down there, Coach? You know, I think it should be a great football game. You know, I, I enjoyed watching those uh, semifinals of the FBS the other day on, on New Year's Day, so I'm hoping we can have just as good of a game, uh, you know, on Sunday uh, between the Grizz and the Jackrabbits. I think the, uh, you know, it's, it's an intriguing matchup. I, I I think they clearly were the two best teams this year in FCS, the way it worked out. Uh, you know, I think Montana's uh, defense being a little bit, you know, different with that 3-3, you know, odd stack that they do could, you know, could give potentially some blocking count issues to uh, South Dakota State. Uh, you know, they do have a little extra time to prepare, which probably helps going against a, a different defense you haven't faced. Uh, you know, the special teams can be an X factor, I think, for both teams. But, uh, you know, I think for Montana, they, I think they may need to get a, a, a big play there. And, uh, you know, then the, the Montana offense, I mean, they've played so well. You know, since they got, uh, you know, made the quarterback change and got him into the lineup and he, he's been doing a great job for them. And uh, South Dakota State's kind of, uh, you know, not as many stars on defense, but a very good defense. So I, I think it's a real intriguing, uh, great matchup. And, you know, Coach Houck is such a veteran coach and Jimmy uh, in his first year as the head coach. It's, uh, you know, a lot of intriguing storylines. Yeah. How excited are you about this head coach matchup? Bobby Houck, Jimmy Rogers, first year at the helm for Jimbo, hasn't lost a game. What's to be said about both of these guys and the job they've done this season? Uh, you know, I think tremendous. I think uh, you look at what uh, Coach Houck's done, his team has improved a lot throughout the season. And uh, I think that's a sign of good coaching. You know, early, early in the year, they weren't playing their best football. You know, they, uh, you know, you know, won a game narrowly against a, you know, a good Division II team, but not not a national champion, you know, Division II team or anything. And then uh, to be where they are winning so many, you know, 10 some straight games, they're playing at a really high level. And then, uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, you know, came into the situations with about as high expectations as you could have. You know, it's been national right. championship. Or bust all year, and uh, he's one game away from uh, taking care of business with that. Coach Eckle, coaches get to where they are, especially head coaches, by being a little stubborn, wanting to do it their way, and feeling like their way is the best way. How hard is it for an old dog like Bobby Howe to change his spots in the middle of the season like this? Well, you know, I think you're always trying to do what, what wins, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they, they tweak their offense a little bit. They've gone to these big splits now, which is, uh, you know, changed what they were doing, but, uh, you know, I, I think that might have stemmed from their game against Idaho State. You know, Idaho State played them really tough, uh, played them within a touchdown in Missoula earlier this year, and Idaho State's used really big splits as part of their offense, and, you know, I, I, I would guess that was part of some of the inspiration, you know, but, you know, Bobby saying, hey, we're more talented than these guys, and these guys are playing well with this. Why don't we try this? And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think you better evolve in coaching, man. There's a lot of fluidity in the, the game of college football, just how, uh, you know, the schemes have evolved over time, and, you know, now there's even more stuff with the recruiting changing and the portal and NIL. Uh, I think good coaches find a way uh, to evolve. And, uh, you know, I think Jimmy's, uh, you know, Rogers has taken a lot of things that Coach Stig uh, did very well there, but then also putting his own spin, spin on things and evolving it there and, and making their program better. So I think these are both 
coaches are showing the ability to evolve and and uh, you know adjust in a positive way. Having a chat here with Jason Eck, head coach of the Idaho Vandals, joining us again. Blessed to be joined by Mr. Eck, head man for the Idaho Vandals. Like I had mentioned, nine and four season six and two in the Big Sky. Something that I wanted to get into with you. You've had control of what we call now the six oh five Hogs at one point. How do you penetrate these guys? You've had three weeks to prepare. You know, if there is any way to penetrate them, I mean, how? They're good, man. Uh, you know, these guys are good. I, I should have trademarked that six oh five Hogs when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to came up with that, but uh, uh, they're doing well. Coach Ryan Olson, uh, you know, I worked with him. He was the tight ends coach when I was there and then moved him over to O-line. He's done a tremendous job with those guys. Um, you know, I, I think it's tough to, uh, if, if you're sitting ducks and, and they know right where you're going to be, I think you got no chance because they're going to roll you off the ball if you're just sitting there in the B gap and uh, Garrett Greenfield and Mason McCormick are double teaming you. So I, I think you got to try to create some confusion, uh, move. Now that that is kind of Montana's forte. I mean, they're going to give you a lot of different looks. Uh, they're going to have a lot of different moves movements, a lot of different stunts. And, uh, you know, when they, when they have uh, success with that, you know, and they're rolling with that, it's tough, you know, uh, you know, Montana state got after them a little bit at the end of last year, you know, the last game of the 2022 season, but really they've been stout against the run against everybody this year. So that's going to be an intriguing matchup, but, uh, you know, that's a veteran group, you know, again, four, four of those five, uh, you know, played a lot for me when I was there back in uh, 2021. Uh, and then uh, the, the right tackle who they added uh, was a transfer from Bowling Green, and he's done a nice job as well. So they're, they're certainly excellent. I think that's one of the key sub matches in the game. You know, if, if the 605 Hogs have a great game, you know, South Dakota State's going to win this football game. I think Montana's got to find a way to, you know, screw up some of their counts, get them off balance, try to get some uh, blocking errors and uh, get some TFLs to get the Jackrabbits off schedule. Coach, talk about Alex Gubner for a minute. They say a great player is somebody you have to scheme around to run your thing. He's one of those players, isn't he? No, he's a great player. You know, first team all conference, all all American type guy. You know, he, he's kind of the one real big guy in their defense. You know, a lot of their other guys are kind of built around athleticism and speed, but uh, you know, he's a load in there. Uh, I think he's very good at executing. You know, they do a lot of different things with him and different stunts. You know, they'll line him up as a zero head up on the center. They'll line him up in the A gap. They'll line him up in the B gap. Uh, you know, he, he kind of makes it go. You know, he makes it go in the middle. And, uh, you know, having him be such a force inside uh, gives him freedom to do a lot of other things where, you know, sometimes they're getting to four-man fronts, walking up, a, you know, a linebacker in the B gap on the other side of him. But, uh, uh, you know, he's a big guy who can take uh, – you know, take on double teams, hold the point. He can uh, get off blocks. He can, you know, you know, execute movements pretty well for a big guy. So uh, he's a load in there. And I mean, that's going to be a, a key matchup, him against the interior offensive line of South Dakota State. Yeah, I saw the, the center of South Dakota State. I saw I just won the Remington Award, uh, Gus Miller for the top uh, FCS center. So, I mean, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. The Remington Award winner against Governor is probably the best nose guard in the country. Mark Gronowski, uh, let's have a chat about him real quick. All he knows how to do is win ball games. It's just what it seems like what he was born to do. What's he going to have to do on Sunday, though, if this Montana team wants to get numbers in the box and force Mark to take flight with that football? What's what kind of game is Mark going to have to have if they want to win? Well, I, I think he's ready for the task. You know, he, he's kind of the uh, the FCS Tim Tebow with all the leadership <laughs> and character and running ability, but I think he throws it better than Tebow. So uh, I, I still think that's probably your best bet against the Jackrabbits is, uh, you know, to try to stack the box to take away Isaiah Davis. But you know, it, it, 
Mark can make throws now. You know, Mark can make throws. He can, uh, uh, you know, if he gets one-on-one matchups with the Gronowski or with the Yankee twins outside, if he gets one-on-one matchups with Zach Hines, he can hurt you with those. Uh, you know, I also think the Jackrabbits do a good job with their plus-one running game using him as a runner. You know, he had a big touchdown last year on a quarterback power that was for about 55 yards in the, the championship game against North Dakota State. So if they are heavy in the box, I, I would, you know, expect to see some quarterback run game you know now you got isaiah davis as a 220 pound fullback you know leading and and running mark behind him so uh you know he's a great player you know again uh pretty amazing to you know his three years he's been uh uh, you know, starters play in the national championship game. You know, obviously got hurt in the, in the game when I was there in, in uh, the spring season. Uh, and then I led him to the championship last year. But, uh, you know, his legacy, I think, will go down as one of the great, you know, FCS quarterbacks uh, ever. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll probably put some pressure on him to, to beat you. I still think the uh, you want to – to me, if you're playing a team that's got a great running and a great passing attack, you still probably want to try to stop the running attack because, you know, maybe it ends up being a windy day down there in Texas and it hurts the passing game or something. But uh, uh, so I, I expect him to have a big day and uh, have a lot of key matchups to, to win some one-on-one matchups. And, you know, for Montana to make to get the win, I, you know, they have good corners and stuff. They're going to have to do a great job uh, to stop the run, put guys in the box, and then win, you know, have those corners make some some good plays in the perimeter one-on-one. Timmy Tebow is the comp. Head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck throws Mark Gronowski's way. Hey, the other side of the ball. Or the other sideline, Clifton McDowell um, found lightning in a bottle, it seems like, with him this season. Hauk landed oh, right at home with Clifton. He's been phenomenal. He's dynamite. He's got guys around him. What's to be said about Clifton? Uh, McDowell's had a great year. And, uh, you know, I think they just settled on him, you know, really around the the, the UC Davis game right before us. And he, sure. he's played a, re- a really high level. You know, I think he's got a lot of uh, emotional stability. I don't think he gets too high, doesn't get too low. Uh, you know, there's been times where he made some mistakes this year, but I don't think it rattles him too much. You know, I don't think the moment's too big for him. He's played well in big games. Uh, you know, I think he can do a good job with his feet too, which I think will be critical against the Jackrabbit defense. You'll know, have to have some times where he extends plays. Uh, you know, they'll have to use him in the quarterback run game, and then uh, you know he's shown the ability to, to you know create some explosive plays. You know, they they had a big slot fade from him to Junior Bergen that was a huge play in our game early in the first half when they built their lead against us. And uh, you know he was very good. He's such a big guy. He's you know when they run him on third and three, you know if you hit him with two yard at two yards, he's probably going to fall forward. <laughs> yeah. So he's played at a high level, and then he'll, he'll be another guy. They'll need him to play at a high level for them to pull the upset. Coach, you mentioned Zach Hines. He's been like Elf on the Shelf this year, right? He, All the Jackrabbit people were like, where's Zach Hines? Where's Zach Hines? Well, come November, here he is. What is it about Brookings, South Dakota, and that system that says, hey, come here and play tight end. I can get, I can get you millions of dollars for doing it. They've had a run, and that you know, heck, it was long. It was long before I I got there. I mean, they, they had a guy Steve Hyden who had a great career in the NFL, is coached in the NFL now, and uh, Colin Koshart, and then uh, uh, you know Dallas Goddard is having a heck of a career in the next level. Tucker Craft's playing really well for the Packers now, and now uh, you know Zach's just uh, continued that tradition. And Zach has some of the best hands. You know, I, I think he's probably. Uh, you know, and those other guys had good hands, Tucker Craft and Dallas Goddard, but he probably has the best hands of those Ooh. three. So he's such a weapon in the red zone and, and he's humongous. You know, he's six seven, he's you know, two sixty, you know, he's a big body, he's a he's a willing blocker. I think he's uh, you know, he, he may not be a draft pick like Goddard and uh and uh Kraft, but I still could see him playing ten years in the NFL, you know, being a blocker and being a red red zone threat. Uh but he he's outstanding in the red zone. 
uh, you know, definitely a, uh, you know, a difference maker for them. And I think he'll be critical in the run game too, to make sure they can run the ball against that Montana defense has been so good against the run this year. Coach, I'm not going to sit here and get you in trouble trying to talk gambling. So I'll keep this very blanketed, but just straight up. Do you think this South Dakota state team is two touchdowns better than this Montana team on its face? I think they're a willing, you know, a, a, a very deserved favor. You know, I, I think Montana's a an underdog. You know, again, I, I would not be surprised though to see, you know, Montana. I'd be surprised if Montana can pull the upset and win outright, but uh, would not be at all surprised if you know South Dakota State beats them by seven or something like that. Uh, so I can see definitely Montana making this a close game. And you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, if I'm Montana, I want to get this game close in the fourth quarter because <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, uh, you know. With this season kind of all the way being national championship or bust, if if I'm Montana, I want to see how you know South Dakota State reacts in the fourth quarter if it's a real tight game or if they're down. And uh, you know, again, they, I, probably South Dakota State will still rise to the challenge, but you know, obviously there's a little bit more pressure on them. I think uh, you know Montana. You know, this is the first time they've been to the championship game in a while. I think they're playing with a little bit more house money in these playoffs. How how aggressive do you expect Brent Pease and this Montana offense to be? I call South Dakota State's defense the I dare you defense. You'll see these safeties hanging out at like 8 to 10 yards. A lot of it turns into catch, man, no matter what it looks like at first. A lot of meg. Do you expect to see shots down the field with this Montana team? Do you think they finish the game with more pass attempts than rush attempts? Uh, you know what? I, I think you got to stay balanced. I think it's got to be a mix of uh... – you know, trying to bleed the Jackrabbits and get those four and five yard runs to keep the chains moving. You got to avoid lost yardage plays, but you are able to, I, I go back, you know, I, I was on the sidelines the last time, you know, the Jackrabbits lost to an FCS team, which was way back in 21. And uh, Montana state was able to to beat us getting some 50, 50 balls, you know, down the sideline and, you know, had some receivers go up and make some great plays. And again, I, I think, I think really Montana has three very talented receivers. I think Bergen's probably the best, but the other guys are, are pretty good too. Uh, I think they're going to have to hit some big plays. You know, I, I don't, I don't think you're going to consistently just, you know, five, seven, eight and drive the ball on South Dakota state all day. I mean, I think you need to create maybe five, 20 yard plus plays during the game uh, that can have a big effect in, in either score or set up scores uh, on, on those drives. And, uh, you know, it may, might come from the running game. I think their back is a good player. You know, he had a big run against us early in the game in the first half, but a 50 yard run that set up one of their scoring drives. But, um, you know, I, I do think, especially if they can get, uh, you know, their best guys get Junior Bergen matched up against the Sam Backer, the nickel and man, or the safeties and man. I think those are the matchups Montana is going to want to try to attack, probably even more so than the corners uh, to try to create some big plays. Because I think you need to against the Jackrabbits. I don't think you can count on just consistently moving the ball against them all day. With the special teams, Coach, when I was at the Citadel, it was discussed that Randy Moss was not going to beat us in the punt return game or the kickoff return game. We punted the ball out of bounds every time. We kicked the ball out of bounds every time because starting up at the 30 or or uh, uh, wherever the ball went out of bounds on a punt is better than it being six points and strike up the band, right? So is this just poor execution by these uh, uh, special teams guys or is it just hubris? Well, you know, one Bergen's a great player, and uh, you know it's it's tough when you're dealing with against great players, and it's also tough when you when you get to the playoffs, it's tough to, to all of a sudden do something you haven't done all year. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's that that's a tough decision coaching staffs have to make, and you got to you know you, you got to do a really good job of evaluating your own people and evaluating who you're going against uh, to come up with a game plan. But it is it is tough to do things you've never done this late in the year, and you know ha have those. Uh, you know, new tricks when it's something you haven't practiced through, you know, now we're looking at, you know, like the fifth month of the season. Uh, 
But, you know, certainly, you know, both these punt returners are good. I think both punt returners have uh, both Tucker Large and uh, Junior Bergen have returned kicks, you know, for touchdowns in the playoffs. They're both weapons. And, you know, I think particularly Montana is the underdog. I think they need a big play on special teams uh, to to get an edge in this game. And, uh, you know, we, we, we didn't kick it out of bounds. We played Junior Bergen, but we were able to get really good hang time on all of our punts and we kept them to no returns. It was all fair catches and things, uh, which, you know, I think can be a good strategy as well. Uh, you know, you never know the conditions down there, how the wind's going to play a factor. I, I think if I remember correctly, the wind isn't a huge factor in that stadium, the way it's configured, but uh, you certainly can't let that guy be. And, you know, again, if you're looking at chinks in the armors, you know, I know in the Montana State game, a big play in the game was a block punt that Montana State got against, you know, South Dakota State. So I, I certainly think that may be uh, as vulnerable as any uh, aspect of the Jackrabbits team and an area that Montana would have to capitalize on to, to pull the upset more for you here coach having a chat with jason deck the head man for the idaho vandals this is a toughie so prepare yourself for this one has there ever been another human being inside the kibbe dome that wears citadel swag ever like ever before or is Probably it just not. kevin marshall he he may be the only person who's ever heard of the citadel who's watching the <laughs> kibbe dome. i don't know if people are even aware Damn, of that's cold <laughs> that's cold coach it's kind of an, an alternative, alternative uh, universe i love it i absolutely love it hey what are your plans for this game are you going to be watching well, I'll be down. I'm, I'm heading down. We have our uh, AFCA convention, American Football Coaches Association convention down in uh, Nashville uh, this weekend. So I'll get into town Saturday and, uh, you know, probably find a little uh, sports bar watering hole to uh, check it out with some coaches. And uh, so hoping for a real good football game to evaluate these uh, these two teams. I wish it wasn't on during all the NFL games as well. That's, uh, I think, been a bad, bad move here having this game so far out and having it, uh, you know, go up against the NFL. But uh as a true FCS fan, again, my eyes will certainly be on this game. You just got to find the corner of the sports bar and be like, hey, can I have this one right here? Yeah. I need the FCS National Championship game. I love it. Hey, let's turn the leaf. What is 2024 looking like for the Idaho Vandals? I'm excited. You know, again, I, I think, uh, you know, when I when I took the job, I kind of looked as, hey, year three would really be the uh, the year. You know, you, you, you've got your schemes implemented. You, uh, uh, you know, you're on the same page. You've you kind of brought some guys through the program that you recruited. Uh, so I'm very optimistic. You know, I think our uh, our non-conference schedule is exciting. You know, we open up against the Oregon Ducks and then get to play Wyoming. So two FBS schools right off the bat and then uh, play Albany, you know, again, who we'll have a rematch with, who got us and knocked us out in the playoffs. So I know our guys will be excited for that game. And then we go down uh, to Abilene Christian. Uh, so have a kind of a, a couple intersectional non-conference matchups, which are kind of neat from FCS. You'll see those a lot. And then uh, get into our conference slate. And, uh, you know, the way the conference slate falls next year, you know, we miss a couple of good teams. We miss uh, Montana and Sac State. Uh, so it's probably a little easier road in conference than we had this year. But, uh, you know, excited. 12-game, you know, uh, slate next year for FCS, which is a little different. And, uh, you know, very optimistic. we got to keep building on what we did. And, you know, my message to the players was it was, uh, you know, our jump probably – you know, we went three wins when we first got here. You know, the, the staff had won four before we got there. Then we went from four to seven. And uh, even though that was a three-game improvement, it was probably harder to go from seven to nine this year. And if we want to go to 10 wins, we want to go to 11 wins, it's going to be even harder. We're going to have to keep uh, beating really good teams and keep improving. But I certainly think uh, this team has it in it. And we got to really attack this offseason uh, to continue to improve and continuing to grow our uh, championship behavior. Is there a take that you have in your back pocket in regards to what the offseason has become in college football, kids hitting the portal, 
bouncing all over the place. You really just can't keep up with it right now. You lose Giovanni McCoy to Oregon State, Anthony Woods to Utah. Is there something you want to get off your chest or kind of feelings, kind of what you think? You know, it's just different. And, you know, really this has been uh... – you know, going on and coach college football for a long time, it's just been the coaches. You know, there's been a lot of, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. You know, th- there's been great coaches who've come through Idaho, like Dennis Erickson, you know, who was here as a head coach and then ended up, uh, uh, you know, winning national championships at Miami and uh, getting a lot more money uh, to move. And that, that's been a real common thing with coaches. Now it's just changed. And it's probably better that it's equitable that now the, you know, now it's just not coaches who can get a bag. It's the other uh, players who can get a bag and, and move on. So, you know, I, I see it as a positive for us. I think it speaks to our development uh, and our coaching and our uh, our environment to get guys better, you know, through our weight room, through our nutrition. Uh, you know, we're probably going to end up having at least, you know, five guys, you know, get power five, not just scholarships, but power five deals where they're going to make six figures. Uh, and again, that's why you that's why you go to college, you go to college to get a good job and you know, provide for your family and things like that. So uh, I think we're helping those guys do that. So we're going to embrace it. Uh, you know, again, I, I hope we can keep, uh, you know, having some guys like Hayden Hatton could have got the bag last year and left. So hopefully we'll have some guys like him who, you know, could get that money and turn it down. I know South Dakota State has a number of those guys this year who could have went for a payday, but, uh, you know, wanted to stick together. And hopefully we'll have some guys there. But, uh, you know, we'll always support those guys when those opportunities come up. And, uh, you know, it's just a kind of new era. And, you know, we got to figure our way through it and adapt. And that's, uh, that's kind of life. You know, those dinosaurs didn't adapt very well. That's why they're not around anymore. So I don't want to be a dinosaur. We're going to keep figuring it out and uh, navigating this new uh, atmosphere. That dinosaur line right there is a banger. I'm going to start using that one. Uh, Really well said, coach. Uh, Appreciate you. Before we get you out of here, are you willing to give the audience a score prediction? You know, I I think it's going to be a close game. You know, again, I I would probably think the, uh, you know, the Jackrabbits by about seven, you know, but, uh, you know, might end up being a little a little tighter defensively. You know, maybe maybe a uh, you know twenty four seventeen type game, but uh, hoping for a really good football game both ways. And uh, you know, again, torn. You know, obviously want the Big Sky Conference to do well, but also have a lot of tight ties to those players back there at South Dakota State. So, uh, hoping for a really a really good football game. And I think the Jackrabbits probably won a close one, but uh, you never know. Quick, quick, who owns the FCS? The Big Sky or the Missouri Valley? Uh, well, certainly the the Valley has been owning it, but I think the Big Sky's in the come up. And again, Montana uh, pulling this upset this week, I think would be a huge step forward for the Big Sky. Love it, love it. Hey, that's going to do it for our interview with the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, Jason Eck. From myself, Kevin Marshall, and Vandal Nation, South Dakota State fans, Montana fans, we got a big one this Sunday, 2 p.m. kick on the East Coast. It's the Grizz, it's the Jacks. You got all the detail. You got a peek behind the curtain of somebody who used to call the shots for these Jacks, Mr. Jason Eck. Jason, thanks so much for joining the show, and good luck to you guys in 2024. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Kev. Take care. Stick stick with us during the break. When we get back, it's the mailbag segment. We open up the Twitter followers for you guys to pepper us with questions. We do the best we can to answer them. You're listening to FCS Nation Radio on the Palmetto Radio Network.